if there is a interconnectedness, for example, between our gut health and our levels of stress or our mental state, surely our physical state can also reflect our emotional or psychological or perhaps even spiritual well-being too. Reflect upon yourself. What is your body potentially trying to tell your mind? It's usually something we inherently know, but don't want to confront or accept as true. Welcome to Everything In Between, the health and wellness podcast that believes that health is so much more than just what we eat and how we move our bodies. It's everything in between. I'm Raquel Robello, a clinical nutritionist, the face behind Radical, and your host. Good morning. Happy Monday. I'm sitting here having a strawberry protein smoothie. The sun is shining and I'm sitting down with you, my favorite part of the week. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Does our body tell us what our mind won't? Let me explain to you what I mean. Have you ever been in a situation, okay, where you get that sinking gut feeling or your throat encloses on you, you're in a hypervigilant state, you feel as if something terrible is about to happen, something like that, okay? Despite the fact that nothing visibly or tangibly is wrong. Or maybe when you're stressed and overwhelmed, you'll all of a sudden feel that sudden abdominal bloating and discomfort. You may feel like you need to run to the bathroom or it might even be unconscious. You're in a toxic group of friends, a relationship, a workplace, and you're experiencing abnormal health issues for you, whether it's acne or constipation, acid reflux, etc. You get my point. Sometimes the body will tell us what our brain won't. And I know, I know that this sounds woo woo, but we actually have a wealth of science supporting the idea of how integrated the mind body connection truly is. One example in the literature is the relationship between irritable bowel syndrome or IBS and anxiety slash depression. And this is because clinical studies have actually shown that people who experience anxiety and or depression are far more likely to experience gastrointestinal related complaints. These signs include pain or cramping with bowel movements, frequent diarrhea or constipation, uh, excessive gas, non-alleviating bloating, alternating diarrhea and constipation, stress and anxiety-induced bowel changes, chronic fatigue, and so on. And these signs are said to be more prevalent in those with anxiety and or depression because it causes the gut nerves to become oversensitive and overactive, which usually leads to IBS and its symptoms. This is actually specifically referred to as the gut-brain connection. Now, we talk about this in depth in the base training section of the Radical membership, but to give you context of just how intricate this body-mind connection is, uh, the gut and the brain are constantly communicating with each other, okay? There are over 500 million nerves in your intestine delivering information to your brain right now. It's actually, it's unfathomable, the concept, but it truly is incredible. Now, of course, this isn't an episode on IBS specifically. So if you believe you have these symptoms, I suggest you go to your doctor for a formal investigation and diagnosis. But it does speak to the power of the body-mind connection. 
I actually recently experienced this mind body example profoundly in the context of my stress and my gut. Now, it's no secret that in the lead up to the launch of everything that I offer here at Radical, that it was honestly, it was incredibly stressful. Not only were the three delays of the actual launch, all of which were completely out of my control. So naturally, of course, that was disappointing and heartbreaking. But as well as, of course, the financial stress of being a startup, doing it all on my own, the emotional toll of, to put it bluntly, the isolation that was required to get what was needed to get done to successfully launch and the quality I needed and wanted. Yeah, it, it was hard. So you get the gist. Overall, it was it was pretty damn stressful. But as a result, I was experiencing the absolute worst gastrointestinal related issues for months now. I was asking my other clinical nutrition and dietitian friends what they thought my symptoms could be indicating. I got retested for celiac disease. I had an ultrasound to rule out anything sinister. I tried both the conventional side of things with a gastroenterologist as well as the holistic side of things with a naturopath, but cut a long story short and a ton of money down the toilet later, it was simply concluded that nothing was wrong. Despite me experiencing out of nowhere, constipation, diarrhea, constant non-alleviating bloating and abdominal discomfort. It's funny because looking back, I I knew that it was the stress of the last 18 months, but I think because my symptoms were so bad and they were so far removed from how I usually feel and how my gut specifically usually works, I was stumped and I thought that something clinically had to be wrong to justify the severity of my symptoms. And You know, it's also the gift of hindsight because when I was going through that, of course, I knew that I was stressed, but you almost gaslight yourself. Well, at least I do. I gaslight myself into thinking, but I'm not that stressed. Like I've experienced far worse in my life. Like it can't be that bad. Whereas now, you know, I look back and I think, uh, no girly, you were chronically stressed and you had every reason to be. So let's be real you know, it, it, it was probably stress and nothing else. And you probably could have saved all that money. But the experience is a prime example. It's a prime example for myself that the body was trying to tell me what my brain or my mind wouldn't. I mentally told myself I wasn't stressed. I was fine. I told, you know, obviously it was the first question that the doctor, the gastroenterologist, the naturopath, You know, it was the first question they asked, are you stressed? And I'm like, yeah, I'm a bit stressed, but I'm not that stressed. You know, when in actuality, I actually was stressed. I mean, who was I kidding? You know what I'm saying? So my body told me what my mind wouldn't. And that was in the form of, you know, bloating, bowel changes, abdominal discomfort, etc. And it's funny because now, well, now I have no symptoms. Why? Because I'm nowhere as stressed as I was before. And if you're not used to TMI, then hello, welcome to the podcast. TMI meaning too much information. But you know, now I have my usual regular Bristol stool chart type four bowel movement, which 
in short, is the type of stool that we want to strive for, where it's well-formed, it's easy to pass, you feel evacuated, etc. And I also experience minimal bloating now, minimal discomfort. And mind you, my diet has not changed whatsoever. It is exactly the same. And this is why I always say that, yes, nutrition and food is such a huge part of the puzzle. It's, it's massive, okay? But it's not the entire picture. Health is everything in between. You can eat incredibly healthy, but if you're chronically stressed, it's likely that the repercussions and the implications of that stress are going to far outweigh the benefit of the food, okay? But as I alluded to at the beginning of the episode, it's not just the conscious, it's also the unconscious. And if there is a interconnectedness, for example, between our gut health and our levels of stress or our mental state, surely our physical state can also reflect our emotional or psychological or perhaps even spiritual well-being too. I actually spoke to a friend about this when I was journaling and writing my notes for this episode this week and she told me that a few years back there was actually a time where she was struggling with in her words what she referred to as mild acne when she showed me photos honestly I couldn't even notice but she's also had beautiful baby bum skin for her entire life so I understand for her this was definitely a massive change and yeah in her eyes it probably was mild acne Anyway, she told me that at the time of experiencing this unusual mild acne, she had recently rekindled with a friendship group from school who, in her words, were quite toxic. And yet months later, when things weren't really working out with the group and she kind of realized why she drifted away from them in the first place, she all of a sudden was no longer experiencing the acne, like the acne had gone away despite the fact that she had tried so many other avenues already, you know, with changing her skincare, getting facials, supplementing with certain nutrients and so on. And she told me that she couldn't pinpoint it to anything else other than rekindling and hanging out with these friends again every weekend, because again, nothing else had changed in her life at that point. And coincidence or not, placebo or not who knows but she was like it was definitely that it was definitely this group of friends that I was entertaining that correlated with my skin all of a sudden having a a cry but then when I was writing and researching for the IBS link uh, it reminded me of a profound conversation that I once had with a client who too also came in for IBS like symptoms And we were going through her health history and she told me that in the two years, right, of having her symptoms of bloating and alternating constipation constipation slash diarrhea, there was only one time where she had no symptoms. And so I said to her, I was like, oh, okay, were you on holiday? Were you a bit more relaxed? Like, what did that period look like for you? Because that's usually what people will say when they will tell you they had an alleviation in their symptoms. It's usually when they've relaxed or they've gone on holiday, you get what I'm trying to say. And it was actually, I was surprised because she was like, actually, no, it was when my boyfriend and I were on a break. And I thought to myself, oh, okay, this was not going in the direction that I thought it was going to, but 
I'm going to leave it there. I'm not, I'm not going to prod this. This is not what my job is. Um, but then I reflected on my own, you know, personal experiences and I thought of another example and this whole concept makes so much sense because in so many instances, it's been so obvious that my body was trying to tell me something. So for example, I used to not prioritize rest. I wore burnout like a badge. I thought that the busier I was, the better that my achievements reflected my worth and so on. And I've done a lot, a lot of work to untangle myself from that rhetoric. And I by no means subscribe to that narrative whatsoever anymore. Back then in 2018, 2019, when this was the case, I would have to physically get sick in order to rest. I could be tired, sure. I could be burnt out. I could be exhausted, whatever it may be. But unless I was physically so sick and so unwell, there was absolutely no way that I'd have a lazy Saturday and just lay in bed and relax. I thought it was lazy. I thought it was a waste of time. But then shock, guess what would happen? I would get sick and whatever, you know, that would be, whether it was a cold or flu, whatever, it would force me to rest. It's as if because my mind wouldn't let me rest that my body would force me to. And fast forward to now, and of course, diet, lifestyle and all that aside, I I truly never get sick anymore. And one reason why I believe this is, is of course, like I said, diet and lifestyle aside, is because I prioritize rest. There is genuinely nothing I love more than a weekend where I have absolutely no plans or minimal plans and I keep it that way, where I can lay around the house, I can have a nap, I can lay in the the shade by the pool and read a book, go to the beach, whatever it is. And this is genuinely what I would have considered a literal nightmare, which is insane. Because now it's honestly all I crave and want. But as a result, I never get sick. And I don't need to give my body an excuse to rest because I am going to honor rest regardless. So I think that's been imperative in terms of, you know, ensuring I never get sick. Now, it goes without saying that, of course, these three examples that we've talked about all have an element of psychological stress contributing to the physical symptoms so you know with my friend and her quote toxic friendship group of course we all know what the stress is like having to navigate difficult relationships and friendships and how stressful that can be sure that could have caused her breakout or the client that I saw who had an alleviation with her IBS like symptoms when her and her partner took a break okay Definitely, maybe there was correlation with, you know, her reduced levels of anxiety and stress when they were broken up, maybe. And in the case of me and getting sick when I refused to rest, 100%. This definitely correlated with stress lowering the immune system and therefore more likely to get sick and so on. But the role of stress, right, and the physical symptoms I'm not doubting that. that that's of 100% prevalent. But I do think to myself in all three of these scenarios, was the body trying to tell the mind something? I don't know. Perhaps this friendship group wasn't aligned for my friend. Maybe the client's body was trying to tell her mind that maybe she needed to set stronger boundaries with her partner. 
I think it's undeniable that perhaps their physical symptoms were reflecting something about their emotional or psychological state and well-being. And, you know, in the context of myself getting sick, 110%. I can speak for myself knowing this now in hindsight, and I can say it's true. My body was definitely trying to tell my mind I needed to chill the heck out. Otherwise, I was going to pay the price for it physically. This is why in the context of a, quote, glow up, I'll always say that a physical glow actually comes from within because I genuinely believe that, you know, when you pass someone in the street, right, and let's say you notice them and you think to yourself, wow, like they're glowing, they're so beautiful, they look so good. I believe this is actually a reflection of their mental and emotional state rather than their physical body. Meaning, you know, you can drink all the green smoothies and do daily walks and eat healthy and so on, but it isn't the key to having that glow that we're actually talking about. Because in actuality, it's how you talk to yourself, how you see yourself, value yourself and honor yourself. That is actually what's going to shine through and, you know, make you have that glow that we're talking about. So reflect upon yourself. What is your body potentially trying to tell your mind? Do you need to manage your stress levels better? Do you need to implement some stronger boundaries or spend less time scrolling, more time in nature? It's usually something we inherently know, but don't want to confront or accept as true. And I found that giving yourself grace, giving yourself compassion and coming from a place of no judgment really does help objectively evaluate the situation clearly. Because when you do this, we're we're less likely to be defensive and we're more likely to see, see the situation for what it is. And so if you have a story of what your body was trying to tell your mind, I would love to know. Let's have a chat about it. Send me a DM on Instagram. I want to know. If you enjoyed this episode or topic in general, please just send me a message. I would love to know what your thoughts are. There is genuinely nothing better than releasing this episode every Monday and then the entire week I have conversations with you over Instagram DM and you know I love sending voice messages so if you did find it helpful or value please let me know and we can have a chat about it if you would send this to a friend who would also find it interesting or helpful I ask that you please do that this episode was so difficult to record because the dogs have been so naughty like they have been barking and like playing and You know, I'm trying to stop myself from getting angry at them because I love that they're 13 and they're still playful and little puppies, but it does make my job near impossible because it's like there is just constant noise. So if you did hear at any points in the episode a little ring, which is their collar, or you heard a bark, I apologize in advance. But anyway, for content on every other day of the week, You can find me on both TikTok and Instagram at Radical. But for now, don't forget to embrace everything in between and I'll be back in your ears next Monday.